Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess, coming with another installment of the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Scam Goddess! Come on! Let's get it! Um, congregation, y'all already know. I'm very what? Yes, come on, parasocial. Say it with me. Excited, elated, ecstatic. Um, we have an amazing guest on the show today. He's an actor, a comedian, a writer, a podcaster. You've heard and seen him in The League, John Wick, Chapter 3, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is one of my favorite roles of his. The Good Place, Big Mouth, and so much more. I also love your role on Modern Family. Um, <laughs> but he's one of the three co-hosts of the podcast, How Did This Get Made, alongside Paul Shear and June Diane Raphael. Listen every Everywhere you get your podcast, and that podcast is popping as hell, okay? Get into it if you're not, and you probably already are. So, congregation, <laughs> please welcome Jason Manzoukas to the show. Jason, what's up? Let's go. Come on. Let's Thank you it. so much for having me, Lacey. What a delight. Thank you for being here. I know I know we're on strike, so I can't talk too much about your work. Yeah. But this show is done. I don't even know. All I heard was like, blah, 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 blah. How did <laughs> this get made? Wow, so you don't listen to women, Jason? You've coming out the gate. No, I don't listen to the con. I don't listen to the names of shows by struck companies. I don't acknowledge <laughs> those shows. I hear same, same. But I will say, since Modern Family is off the air, that yeah. character you played in that show was so fucking funny with the oh ponytail, God. the jeans salesman, boy, oh boy, so uh, one so of my aggressive. favorites. I really requested that that ponytail be as long and gross <laughs> as possible. It was so nasty. <laughs> I was you know, Lacey, I really start with the hair first. <laughs> okay, Meryl <It's>... Streep. <laughs> okay. I okay. build the character one follicle at a time. <laughs> yes, inside the actor's studio with Jason Mazzucas. I yes, love this for you. both of us. So, Jason, we always ask on this podcast, what is your relationship to, with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? It could literally be anything. Have you run a scam? Has one been ran on you? Many have so, been run on me. It's so interesting. I was thinking about this, you know, before we got on because, you know, I've listened to your show and I know that oh, yeah. I will be called upon uh, to talk about it. And I was really thinking about it in terms of like, oh, I am not a, um, I'm not a scam person in terms of like, I'm not a scammer. I'm not, and I'm, I'm profoundly mistrustful of people. Ooh, so yes. I never get scammed. Not, not that I never get scammed, but I'm not susceptible to scam. I trust no one to a degree that is actually probably <laughs> a real problem and is probably why I'm still single at 50. But I did then remember 
that I have both been a part of and um, perpetrated some scams, but I will be honest, almost all of them are from my youth, you know? So you like were young. Exactly. For example, like the I was I, I I didn't fall for it, but my buddy fell for the classic um, scam, which is guys who are delivering speakers. Do you know this scam? No. So we're in, we're in Boston. <laughs> we're walking around and these guys come up to us and say, hey, we are we deliver speakers, high end audio equipment. And we just installed a whole system in this guy's house, but we have two speakers left over. We brought too many speakers. So it's basically, do you want to buy stolen speakers from the back of a van? Right. I was, and, it sounded like it was going to get murdery for a second. Oh, no. It's, no, no. This is just like, do you want to buy stolen goods? <laughs> um, and my buddy was like all in. And I was like, no way. Um, but nonetheless, he buys the speakers. We go, we get money. He buys the speakers. We get the speakers home on the, on the subway, uh, the Boston subway. Cause we didn't have a car. We were in probably, I mean, we were probably 14, 15 years old in that, in that zone. And you were totally. buying impromptu speakers. Where were you? Can I ask, where were you headed with your buddy before the speaker man oh, was we like, were, Hey y'all. You know what? <laughs> we were probably, cause I'm, I'm, I think we were probably in and around. And my guess is this is on purpose. In and around Berkeley School of Music, there were a lot of, like, record stores and bookstores. There was a lot of music stuff in that general area. And my guess is they were posted up in that area. Okay, I like this trying, for Booster Man. Trying He's got to a get, Exactly. Trying to get young music people to be, like, to fall for this scam. Anyway, that was one. And then the scam. And then, oh, and then my buddy got the speakers home. And they, inside, were, like, you know... Filled with nonsense. It was like not. They weren't. <laughs> they were filled with it rocks. Was like, they, it was like pr- pretty much filled with like old newspapers and a bunch of old bird seed. Like it, it made no sense. Then Birdseed. the scam that I then remembered that I was like, oh wait a minute, no, this is an actual somewhat of a scam. When I lived in New York for many years, I lived in New York for like the whole beginning period of my kind of comedy career. I started in at UCB like in the late 90s Mm -hmm. and um, and was like a temp and, you know, did all sorts of like, you know, whatever, just to make ends meet type of jobs that we could get to do comedy at night. And um, I lived with a girlfriend at the time. And we then started, I guess, a scam, although I don't think it's necessarily a scam, but I'll frame it for the sake of this uh, conversation as such, which was, I was a, and still am, a uh, a person who loves to go to, like, a used bookstore or a used uh, music CDs and record store. and okay, just classy. And just sift through stuff and get stuff, okay? I found a, C- I found a store in New York that I would go to all the time. That music journalists would dump their advanced copies of records. They would sell them to this store. And they were like flimsy. They were like in a little cardboard sleeve. Uh, 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 CDs. It was, this was the era's like 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. It's the, solidly the, the golden age of CDs. When you had to leak music on foot? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and this because this is pre-Napster, pre-LimeWire. This is really early. And so you would get a CD that wasn't going to come out for months, but it was no artwork, no nothing. It was just in a plain sleeve and it would just, and so, and so, and they would cost like 99 cents or a dollar 99. And they were in a big bin of used, and a lot of it was just hundreds and hundreds of trash. And then you would just find stuff, advanced copies of this or that. 
So we then started selling those advanced copies on eBay, <laughs> which is, I, I got it, is that's very gray market use uh, of these items because they are not for sale, to be clear. Um, right. And... And, and, and over the, and, but we're, we would, I would get like a, a 99 cent CD that would inexplicably sell for $60, $110. Like the CDs, because they weren't coming out for months, some of them were, and I would never know, were very in demand and some were not at all. Jason, and, did you start that, uh, give us 15 cents and we'll send you a pack of Oh, yeah, CDs? the Columbia Record Club? Columbia Absolutely. Record. Are you the head of Columbia Record Club? <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God, that guy's got to have all the money in the world. What a scam. I, I fell for that scam all the way. Um, I had a lot of uh, CDs from the Columbia Record House scam. Anyway, so we did this. We ran this scam for a while until we kept getting taken down by eBay, like kicked mm-hmm. off of eBay and banned. And then would have to figure out a new way to get a new login and a whole thing. And that went on for a couple of years. And then ultimately got we we never we just kind of lost momentum and it was just too much of a hassle. Um, but that is a type of a scam that I do feel like I perpetrated. No, that's perfect. That's literally you were you were getting your hustle on and you were flipping it. You were flipping moving that money, moving exactly. that weight. <laughs> exactly. Right. That was like a real like like hustle in New York to try and like get a little extra money from, you know on top of temping as you should and honestly your story about the uh bootleg cd man it made me think of there was a guy i'm not gonna say which relative because they'll kill me but there was a guy who would come to a house i'm not gonna say whose house um (laughs) he would come to a house that i was at okay um, i love i love obfuscating all there was a guy in north in north america and he, yes, in the continental U.S. And he <laughs> would come to a domicile. Whose domicile? We don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> and he would, I remember always feeling really fancy because he would bring all of these nice MAC products. Like it would oh, be wow. like foundation, lip gloss, lipstick, all of oh, this. Oh, MAC, uh, MAC makeup. Yeah. Yes. Not iPads and no. <laughs> iPhones. and. <laughs> I wish. I wish. So he would bring all these products and I would feel so fancy because you know how like super rich people will like have people like bring racks of clothes to their house and then they'll shop that way. So I felt like I was doing that, you know, at this age. And um, we called him the Mac man and he would just come and and, and we would throw a little party and then like we would all shop for Mac products and they would already always be like heavily discounted because Mac is on the more expensive side of like it's not Pat McGrath, but it's like it not that that matters to you. But sure, it's, it's not the, NARS. Right, but it's also not like a drugstore, you know, yeah, NYC. Totally. So um, <laughs> he would do this. And I don't, I don't know why it never put together in my brain that, like, this man was a criminal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was I mean, boasting. Is, isn't that amazing? <laughs> isn't that amazing? Like, there, I realized that, too. There was a guy in my high school who was, like, one of the coaches, I, mean, I think. Maybe not. Maybe he worked administratively. Anyway, he somehow had access to all the New Balance sneakers. <laughs> Just like you could be like, I want the New Balance sneakers that are this model sneaker. And he just could be like, he'd be like, all right, next week, I'll have it. And that next was that. Week. And I never knew if this way, I mean, certainly there was some sort of scam going on, but I couldn't for the life of me figure out what version of it I was looking at. You know, does yeah. his relative work for New Balance or is he like what's the how is he getting 
not just getting sneakers to be like, hey, do you want these sneakers? Being like, hey, put an order in. <laughs> hey, which ones do you want? What size? What exactly. color? Literally, that's what he wants. That's what he okay. would ask. Yeah. Yeah. Write it down. Okay, I'll yeah, get that exactly. for you next week. Next week, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the balances <laughs> for you, my guy. I think he must have a friend who has access to a truck where things can fall off of it. Ugh. Scams! I love my cat, Tiger. And as my best friend, we speak our own language. What's that? You love your litter. He does, because I use Fresh Step Outstretch Litter. It absorbs 50% more waste and odor and requires less changing compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Less changing means more time playing. <laughs> right, Tiger? That's a yes. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Cat Litter in the pet aisle. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. I will say, I think, and I don't know if this, again, you can um, litigate whether or not this is a scam. But I will say that I I do believe one of like the worst jobs I've ever had in 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 technically our business um it was itself kind of a scam which was I did a pilot for a TV show one of the very first jobs I did that I believe was like had such negative karmic repercussions on me and oh my, my career I feel like like it was a it was a soul crushing job that <laughs> I've I had did. one of those. <laughs> uh, it was I'm 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 older than you, so it was a period of time that I suspect you didn't go through, which was when there was all of a sudden for young comedians a preponderance of work inside of prank shows. Oh. This there was there was a million prank shows going on because they were cheap to make, and MTV and Comedy Central and all these networks had these prank shows that were escalating in their severity because one after another would keep heightening the the prank and so (laughs) the prank is like a punch in the face we got you literally well that was (laughs) boiling points boiling points was uh, the prank show was make someone as angry as possible without letting them know they're on a show you know what i mean like you were supposed to get them to get you know aggressive and violent with you anyway we did a show a pilot 
uh, and Jessica St. Clair was uh, was a part of this. Bobby Tisdale, Donna Furman, like there was a lot of UCB folks uh, inside of this um, inside of this cast. The show was called Roommate Wanted. It was a pilot for Comedy Central, okay. and the setup was: we live in a gigantic loft in Soho, okay. and there's an empty bedroom that we need to rent out. Oh, and no. so the, let me just say, Lacey, the victims of these pranks were people who needed a home. <laughs> so they, people would come in to tour the apartment and meet the roommates and we would just fuck with them. Fuck with them to a degree that was uh, truly awful, awful and morally corrupt. And <laughs> when I tell you. Every we, so you do you film I can't remember I think we filmed five people mm-hmm. for to make up the the pilot right yeah every and it was my job uh, amongst the cast to be the Mark's best friend to like to normalize all the craziness for the person who's like why is there a, why is your landlord here with a hammer trying <laughs> to kill one of your roommates or why is that <laughs> why is that roommate throwing up all over the place. And in a screaming fight with her boyfriend, like, what's going on? I'd be like, you got to understand. This is a tough time. Just trying to, like, smooth it out to keep them there longer because people would try and leave all the time. And the goal of the thing was to keep them there, to keep fucking with them. Every single person, Lacey, left in tears. Oh, no. So when I would say to them, eventually I'd hear in my little earpiece, okay, do the reveal, do the reveal. Because you could tell they were close to crying because they yeah. were so unsettled and freaked out by what they had been, what had been happening to them for hours. Um, so hours? I would say oh hours. Oh, hours. Because we'd be like, come and meet the rest of the roommates. Have dinner with us. Blah, blah, blah. So they'd be there for hours and the di- everything would just keep ratcheting up in insanity. Insanity. Anyway, I'd be like, surprise, you're on Roommate Wanted, the new hidden camera show. We are, there's a camera there. There's a camera. I had this whole speech I was supposed to give. Mm-hmm. Every time the person would start crying and say some variation of, wait a minute, is this apartment not for rent? <gasps> wait a minute. Am I not getting the apartment? So a bunch of them said, I gave up an apartment because I thought I was getting this oh, one. Oh, not y'all making people homeless. That was not your fault. But what is the no. elevator pitch for this? They were like, what if we fuck with people who are homeless? That's what all we, good. What if we fuck with people who need a who place need to live? Who need a place to live? They're, it's not that they're like unhoused. Yeah, no, they, I know, I know they're not they unhoused. Pl- I, mean, yeah. I just want to make the distinction. What we did was reprehensible, but we weren't <laughs> but it pulling. Wasn't like pulling. We were pulling unhoused the people off the street, be, dangling a loft in front of them, and then <laughs> kicking them out. <laughs> but also, so was this done? Oh God, that would be so much worse. That Wait. would be insanely awful. But I mean, but in, in, that's only a step further than that's what we did. Only one step further. Yeah, these people needed the place to live. They were in tough. They, nobody, nobody is as emotionally raw as someone who needs a, a place to live in New York City. I was about to say, is this in New York? So yes. the place in New York where, if we, like, you know how they have it's, the lotteries for the like lower yep. income housing in a nice building. People yes. wait on that for like two or three years. They try to wait you out and be like, "Did you get a home yet?" Because you're not oh, gonna no. get this one. Like, it's people's so- lives were fucked up from this. And as were ours. At the end of every day, we would sit shell-shocked on the set and just be like, what have we done? Like, we, 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 we're ruining people's lives. It felt awful. Do they do. get it, anything? Do y'all give them, like, a $50 gift card? Dunkin oh, or yeah. There was, some, there was money 
and they were given a um an a real estate agent to help them actually find a real place to live that the network paid for. You know what I mean? So I that don't was know if that's enough. I believe this that was what was meant to soothe us while we were at the end of every show being like we can't do this anymore. This is this felt awful. This poor person we just tortured them for 3 hours. On what planet is this is wrong. This is morally and ethically wrong. But it's like your first job and yeah. as an actor we get taken advantage of especially in the beginning you know, the early aughts of our careers because they're like, you see, you're desperate, aren't you? Don't you want to oh, get yeah. on TV, you loser? Ugly. You better get over here and do whatever we say. And so we're like, I'll do it. I want to be a star. And like... I love that. Is that your AMPTP voice? <laughs> it is. It is. That's me and Zaslav. <laughs> That's what I think he speaks like. I don't care how many times I hear his voice. But, you know, just like a cartoon villain. Um, And that's our industry. So it's like, you got scammed because you didn't fully know what you were walking into. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then they got scammed because, like, they actually... I, it's also so wild to me that because you kept saying, like, they were leaving crying, like, you're such a great storyteller because the button of it was oh. that they weren't crying because you tortured them. They were crying because they couldn't get the place, which is just so devastating. And, and you've got to understand, in New York City, when you think you have found an incredible living, like a secret, incredible living situation. You are like, you're like, my life is about to get so much easier. Mm -hmm. My very difficult life is about to get so much better. I'm not going to have to box these rats no more. No more fist fights with the rats at 2 a.m. in my apartment. (laughs) It truly should have been called too good to be true because it was, aggressively too bi- too good to be true and devastating as a result for people. People's, people's, you watch them as we would build towards what was supposed to be like, hey, here we go. This is the big part of the show. Mm-hmm. They were in the opposite. They started to crumble. As oh. we were building towards what should have been a big laugh and a reveal, they were coming undone. It was awful. My cat, Rachel, is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystal's Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. And fraud! Let's get into our next segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist, or more often than not, we get a letter from you all. As always, snitch on your friends, your family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. So here we are. Um, I'm actually going to do a hot and fraud, y'all. Isn't that? I'm getting different. I'm, I'm trying to surprise the girls. Keep the tricks <laughs> guessing, okay? So I actually already posted these to the Scam Goddess Pod Instagram, but I got two emails and I've received several of these type of emails. Um, But I got two within 30 minutes this morning and they were both funny as hell. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And who gave my email out? 
this is my like business email. I do not give this email out. Why are y'all contacting me? So Jason, I want to see if you've gotten one of these. I'm sure okay, you have. Okay, what do we got? So the first one is an invoice from Geek Squad. It says order date September 19, 2023. Security type antivirus. Payment method plastic card. That's incredible. What, that's what incredible. <laughs> plastic card. Wow. And first of all, are you saying I can't have a metal card? I can't I have a black card? I was just going to say, they're like, you don't have a platinum card. <laughs> you poor, okay? <laughs> this is plastic. <laughs> we know you got plastic cards. You ain't got no metal card. Your card ain't got no weight to it. Blow away just the wind debit. card. Just debit. <laughs> okay, you using debit as credit. Don't play with us. <laughs> poor, okay? So, it says, dear subscriber. Your subscription, you can't even say my name, just dear Dear, subscriber. Yeah, yeah. well, because that's how out they are. They just have an email address. They don't have any of your name. That's all they got in whatever whatever bundle they paid for on the dark web of email addresses. I'm like, bro, you got to just roll the dice. You'd hit harder if you just threw in a tailor and be like, dear tailor, or... You know what I mean? Like, and you go, you go hit a few tailors. Like, do, do that. you think of yourself as a tailor? No, I have a sister named Taylor, but I don't think ah, of myself as a tailor. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you were saying that would have worked better for you. I'm just saying, like, an average millennial name might have hit real, real hard. What, what was our popping names? Like, like, dear Matt, you gonna hit hard with Matt? Come on, casino <laughs> numbers with Matt. Wait, there was a lot of mats in millennials because there, I'm Gen X and there yeah. were a lot of mats as well. Mikes and mats. Mikes were, and mats a... never go out of style. They're both okay, scam and they're always around forever. Because Everyone's... there are no more Jasons. They're like, I, I bet there's no Jasons You're the for, supreme. In, your, in your peer group. You're the supreme you know? Jason. I, I am it. Yes. <laughs> the, I, my generation, I feel like, is the last generation of Jasons. Yes. It's you and Jason Derulo. That's it. Yes, of course. It's just me and Jason Derulo. <laughs> yes. So. Dear subscriber, your subscription with Geek Squad will, and they put Geek Squad in all caps because I guess they're trying to be like, we're a professional, but that's not yeah. how you, okay. It will renew today, and $489.99 is about to be debited from your account by today. The debited amount will reflect within the next 24 hours in case of any further clarifications or block the auto renewal service. I'm reading. I'm playing it as it is. I'm reading what they said. Oh, yeah. Please reach out to I think you should assume this is not going to add up to a well-written email as it was almost certainly written by AI. Truly. This this email is the future of TV and movies. This is what TV and movies are about to start sounding like. Go ahead, Lacey. Not the AMPTP. No. (laughs) So it says, please reach out to our comma and then capital C, customer, capital uh, capital H, help, capital C, center. Um, CHC. Yes. And then they've got a colon and then it says the number is 818. So it says they got a customer uh, ID number. Bleep it. We're bleeping it all. Invoice number. It's just all bleeps. Uh, renewal date. And then the product code, like a bunch of other shit, right? And it says, if you didn't mm. authorize this charge, you have, sorry, if you didn't authorize this charge, comma, you have 24 hours, period, to cancel ampersand and uh, get an instant refund of your annual membership, comma, Please contact our customer care. And it's the number again. And it says, please do not reply to this email. This mailbox is not monitored and you will not receive a response. So mailbox is not monitored. It's not, that's not how they say it when they say that it's not an email you can reply to. That's not Again, Lacey, 
You are picking apart a spam AI generated email <laughs> to the to the degree that you're picking apart the punctuation. Like, yes, it, like this that. email might as well have had a bunch of like pound signs and ampersands <laughs> in it. Like this is so clearly a scam email. There's but, 30 asterisks. Why? They're just in between exactly. sentences. <laughs> exactly. But it really does with the way you're reading it. At first, I was like, oh, OK, got it. I see the scam. But then the real insidious scam is if you want to contest these charges, you're going to get charged. Yeah. But if you want to not get charged, click here. And that's what they need. They need you to click that button, whatever Call that, that is. Number, they verify need you your to card, go plastic, Yes, exactly. Verify your plastic card. You broke yes, bitch. So we can so we can <laughs> refund your money. They say we're we're gonna refund. If you want the refund, call us and give us your credit card number, I'm assuming. And I think if you read this and skim it, like you might miss it because you don't want to get charged for, for over four hundred dollars almost five hundred dollars but imagine also, too if you have some time in the last year perhaps used geek squad yeah wouldn't that wouldn't that even make it seem more legit and so their their game i'm assuming is they got a list of emails leaked from best buy mm-hmm and they're just spamming to see how many people respond to the keywords that might be true for them. Geek Squad, you know, Best Buy. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I, maybe when I got that TV last year or whatever, maybe I accidentally signed up for something and now I got to, uh-oh, I mean, I got to, I got to intercede here before I get charged again. Right. But I, I always tell you guys on this podcast, if someone is trying to give you money, if they're trying to rope you in and be like, hey, make some money or, hey, we want to give you your money back. Nobody does that. If they were really oh, going to yeah. charge you, they would have took the money and then maybe you would do how a chargeback. But how many times has someone called you to be like, I or emailed to be like, I need you to get in touch so I can give you money. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. They don't. They actually actively work to not give you money exactly. in every industry. If, That's like if, their top trust goal. Me, their whole thing is not letting you is, is letting your um subscription renew they want your subscription to renew you automatic know? renewal yeah that's, that's what the, the girls thing. are doing they but don't warn you say, i'm wondering too because this to me is the kind of scam that people my age or older i feel like would fall for and that i feel like people your age and younger would never fall for you know what i mean you would think that but the different like there's two ways that people fall for this. So if you're saying like you're a generation or older, I would say older because you're you're pretty savvy, but they may just not be looking at the details, right? So they're yeah, just that's like, what I mean. yeah. yeah, but younger, there's a desperation factor where like if you're a millennial and Sally may knocking on your door every day talking about where my money at, bitch, where, where oh, my I coins. See. It just like, seems like, oh, I got to chase this down in case it's true. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to overdraft. You don't want to. Sure, you know, sure. Yep. So there's two ways to get everybody. I'm telling y'all, get with the mats. Y'all got to start saying, hey, hello, Matthew. You're going to catch somebody. You're going to catch a, a few mats. You can't. <laughs> Improve upon this. And it ends with thanks and regards, Team Geek Squad. And the number, again, the number is listed in the email three times. And it's in red ink. Everything else yeah. is in black. So they're like, call the number, call the number, call the number so we can verify your plastic card. Yes. Come on. We want the coins. Hurry up. And red is like alert. It is. It's alert. Something bad. Call this number right now. And I wonder if they're doing, like, if this is just, like, because I got another email. Now, this one was about PayPal. These are both this morning. And I've gotten it, the PayPal one. Mm-hmm, and it's also the numbers in red, and the number is listed three times. Same mm-hmm. shit. Um, 
like this one, the funny things that I love about it when I posted it was, so it says, dear customer. So they got a little classier. They weren't like, <laughs> dear subscriber. They're like, dear customer, your account has been charged $419 and will be go- and it will, and will be going to deduct from your account within 24 hours. Again, 24 hours. If, if lowercase I, if you did not recognize this transaction or want to cancel these charges, period, where the rest of it? <laughs> Wait, why did it end? Because now there's like a order confirmation that's like, you know, the little Excel like clip out. But why do we end on if you did not recognize this transaction or want to cancel these charges, period? Where What do I do? Yeah. Why yeah. is it period? It's like sitting here, period. What? So <laughs> then it gives some num- some numbers, just like the other one. And it says, we encourage you to contact our customer support department if you do not recognize this payment immediately. Then the number appears again. And then it says, you're receiving this mail as you've registered on the PayPal app and subscribe to our communication updates. And this is the kicker. The, the email is signed off. Digitally yours. Oh, a space, then a comma, customer support, the number again. Digitally yours. Digitally yours. Is a bop. Yeah. Digitally yours is like, that's romantic. (laughs) Right. I was like, (laughs) mine online? Yeah. Ooh, digitally yours. (laughs) I think you can now legitimately be like, I'm dating someone. (laughs) I'm dating. I've got, oh. I I I'm I have someone in my life, someone important. I'm dating Hazel. Uh that's who sent this that's email. That's who yeah, okay. And what I love about Hazel, I'm going to pull up the actual email and not my post, but one of the things I love about this email is that Hazel did me my email and then undisclosed recipients. So you just sent this Huh. I'm in the group chat for the good morning text. Like what? Well, my assumption is there's just that that is probably just going to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yeah. Emails. But why would you show me that BCC bitch? What are you doing? Oh wait, you can see the other emails. I can't see them, but it says undisclosed oh, recipients. I see, I see, I see. Got it, got it. Got so it, got why it, got can it. I see yeah. that if you're telling me you're? That's not how any business emails. <laughs> I love, I love that your gripe with scam emails is that they're not. It, 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 they're not structured well enough. They're not like they're they're too scammy. What have you been following? I'm certain you have, and forgive me if you've already talked about this on the show. The scams that are now happening using AI, yes. where people are getting phone calls where their children or their loved ones' voice mm-hmm. is being generated by AI mm-hmm. and saying, I'm in trouble, I need money, blah, blah, blah. Here's mm-hmm. where to send it. And it's all like deeply real. Yes. These are so obviously fake. You know, but even still, I mean, hundreds but and thousands of people. Copying a voice, like fall we've talked them. about that, it's it's wild. Like this is fucked up. It's scary because it's like if you hear the person's voice, like why would you? Yes. And also, like if someone is in trouble and it's like immediate action, like if my mom called me and was like, "Yes, they done took me. I've, I've been taken. You got a Liam Neeson." And then I'm not gonna be like, "Let me check and make sure this is my mom." Like I'm gonna I'm gonna start it. neck chopping. I'm gonna get into flip action. It. And Matt, flip it because I feel like the real the real. Uh, Jeopardy is your mom gets the call and mm-hmm. it sounds like it's from you. I feel like that older generation is so much more susceptible to these type of technological pranks yeah. or it was scams rather simply because they don't they're not tech savvy enough to spot the 
the um all the all the things you're pointing out as you read that are the hallmarks of um how this is a scam or how this is fake yeah. you know and it's so it's difficult like on one hand i i love scams and i think they're super fun but on the other hand like it's frustrating because they are scammers are always innovating. You know what I mean? They're always yeah. at the cutting edge of technology. But if you do a few little clicks, you will figure it out very quickly. Like I just clicked on Hazel's like email in my email address, not the screenshot, because I wanted to see something. And sure enough, I'm not gonna say her email, but it's a Gmail account. So you telling yeah. me yeah. Hazel? PayPal, you know, PayPal.com. You know, nope, you don't have an you don't have an employee email. <laughs> hey, Hazel, can you send out a blast to everybody who <laughs> owes us money? But oh, please do it from your personal account. Hazel said, Hazel at Hotmail, bitch. Are you serious? Be serious and for real. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all look out for this stuff. Look at typos. Check, click on the email and make sure it is actually. Click on nothing. It, you know what I mean? I said, click you... on the email. Don't click on no links. Oh, oh, Do yeah, not yeah. click on links. Don't click on links. I've said that a I billion mean. times. Yeah. But <laughs> click on the email and read the name because sometimes they'll get real close. It'll be like Amazon.com. You might not oh, notice yes. that it's an N or it's, or a, it's a zero instead mm -hmm. of a O. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Is it's a zero instead of an O or it's a it's a it's a, it's a totally almost it's a lookalike email yep. address. You know. And um, good. The other thing to do when you're online, I know someone had to tell me, is to in order to make sure you're on the correct site for a product mm -hmm. or a business or something, there should be a little lock in the address bar. And that means like that is a <laughs> that is the right version of this oh. or something like that. Put them all, um, Jason. Yes. No, you just put, you put me on it. <laughs> yeah, a little lock. Y'all. Trust, trust nothing. Trust no one. This Internet is coming to get us. <laughs> it's over, baby. It's already in our house. So this is the the Wi-Fi's, the Y's and the Fi's just floating through it's the true. air. It's true. It, it's it's it, it's opening us up to scams on a level that is absolutely enormous and catastrophic. You know. Yeah. And so with that, let's get into our next segment here. Historic hoodwinks. This is where yeah. I will regale Jason with a pop and scam in the zeitgeist group of criminals. We don't know. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. We shall see. So today we're talking about Lizette Lee. Um, she, oh, okay, what's that? <laughs> she a baddie. She knows she has okay. She a baddie with her Got baddie it. friends. Um, okay, Lizette. So she was an heiress, actress, pop singer, and also a drug trafficking gangster of Beverly wow. Hills. <laughs> we love a multi-hyphenate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to do it all these days. You can't just have one job in our business. So, however, the pop princess of Los Angeles turned out to have been... More of a Cinderella. You, oh, sorry, Lacey, you're saying pop or pot? Pot. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, pot princess. Like, like we... Okay, great. Yes, that's yeah. what I needed to know. Great, okay. So, Lisette the princess. Lisette's story began in 2006 when 20-year-old Melly Katie met Lisette. And we have a photo of them together. And um, Melly was 20 and Lisette was 25 at the time. So, Babs was looking when, up. When... When generally is this? 2006. Era of... Okay, thank you. So this is like stomach belts, leggings, just the worst fashion. This was our 80s. Like, it was just really stomach bad. Stomach belts. And I love that. Like back. I love that you're, you, in a way to clue me into 2006, was to give me just the bad fashions of that era. 
<laughs> you remember it was like Brittany oh, yeah. and Justin oh, with denim matching outfits. I you yeah I I I remember vividly. I was in my mid thirties. It was it was it was it was a time. And Jay Z, I'm gonna just say it. Your fashion is trash. Like I can't believe you're trying to bring back the worst of what we had. Like I don't know why you're doing that. We already oh. bought that wisdom. You gonna pay for I it? I feel again? like I feel like Gen Z is dressing like the old sitcoms. That they watch in reruns on, like, on their phone. Just so many shirts. Yeah. It, like, it feels crazy. Well, I have one I, shirt I, where you can have four. <laughs> I feel very old lately. Because, not that I feel old. I don't feel old. But I feel as though I keep finding myself saying things that, to me, uh, are what an old person says. You know what I mean? Like, I said, I caught myself saying to my friend the other night, I, had a, I went to, like, I went to, like, a, a store, a clothing store. And I was telling him about it. And I was like, you know, I don't think I get clothes anymore. And then I was like, oh, no. That's, it's like me being like, this isn't music. (laughs) (laughs) Shake's fist at cloud. Yeah, Yeah, shake's fist at Skrillex. Yeah, what is this? This is a bunch of sounds. What is this? Get out of here. Get this shit out of here. It's terrible. No, I find (laughs) myself doing that too and then I have to coach myself back into being young. I'm like, no, you're so young, you're so young. Don't do it. Trying, trying. Because I don't like that. I I don't want this. I talked with London about this. I don't like that people are dancing to the words of songs and not to the beats of the music anymore. Sure. I hate it. I'm like, and also, why are y'all not in sync? I can't even tell who's on, like, what happened to 5678? Because y'all doing y'all own thing. Like, what's the point of background dances if y'all not going to be together? (laughs) I agree. I agree. That's a whole point of group dancing. It's, it's impressive because everybody doing the same thing at the same time. So yeah. if y'all just over I, here styling it up, what the fuck? That's my that's my old lady rant. <laughs> like, I hate it. <laughs> Fucking hate it. I'm pissed. Okay, bring back the Rhythm Nation dancers. Janet knew how to do it. I was just gonna say, I feel like you're really advocating for Janet Jackson's return. I here. am. Who's, who I believe, who I believe is on, on tour, tour currently. Yeah. So the, the the return is here. Yeah, because now all the dancers want to be a star. Like now that we have like all these social media platforms, everybody want to be an influencer. Everybody want to be a star. Can you just everybody, be a background dancer? It just. <laughs> I, some, I was talking about. I was talking about this with someone the other day, and they said there's a name for what you're talking about, and Ooh. it's called main character syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'd never heard of it. Everybody's but got I was, it. Yes, everybody's got it. And, and I mean, it's it, it really is. Uh, social media has created an environment where everybody feels like they are the person on screen or whatever. It's fa- It's really fascinating. Exactly. Why are you doing TikToks at the DMV? If you don't stamp my damn driver's license so I can move on, please be serious. It's ta- Life is taking so much longer simply because everybody is making content. Constantly. Constantly. It's constant content. I mean, it's it's exhausting. It is. I and I can't do it. I fall off of all of my social medias for a solid. Oh, I've two never weeks been a on. Month. <laughs> no, never you're free. Been on. Wow, you're truly free. I love that for you. I I want that for me. I don't know if it's do gonna it. happen. Do it. Please join me, Lacey. The water is warm <laughs> here in no social media. It is an absolute delight. I gotta wait a little longer. I gotta get Why? to my like, cause like right now, like you know, work begins work. They gotta be like, oh, Lacey out here really doing the things. And then once I get to the point where people know that I'm doing the things, I can stop telling them I'm doing the things. Like I just be got like, it. y'all come. Okay. Cause Meryl Streep ain't sense. gotta do no damn TikTok dance. Diane Keaton ain't <laughs> doing no damn. <laughs> no challenges. <laughs> but that okay, but here's the thing. What's fascinating to me <clears throat> is how many people who don't need to be doing all that are. Oh yeah. Like how many people who have that audience, have that status, have that place in 
whether it's pop culture or whatever, have that place in their individual pantheon, and they still are out there putting up content, putting up content, feeding a feeding a bottomless well of 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 stuff, the just algorithm. throwing stuff into the darkness. Yeah, it's, I think those people just need attention. They're like, say, hey, I'm still yes. alive, y'all. Like, y'all come talk to me. Talk to me nice. So, you know, <laughs> but to each his own. Y'all do whatever. It, we are in the doomsdays, okay? I told you I oh, want yeah. the aliens to pick me up. I'm waiting outside. Oh, yeah. Like, it's at, you know, the end of school. And I'm waiting at daycare pickup for the aliens. Sure. Come get me. So Because yep. <laughs> they're definitely going to come after you've done school for the day. <laughs> I got my backpack. Just waiting for the <laughs> UFO. So... <laughs> <laughs> Melly was an aspiring actress. This is the friend of Lisette who we're talking about. Okay. From the small town of Bremerton, Washington. While Lisette told Melly she was an heiress to Samsung on her mother's side, she also had claims to Sony and a string of casinos on her father's side. So she was like, I'm rich, rich, everywhere rich. Me, Lisette, your new bestie. She also claimed that she'd gone to Harvard, where there were statues. In her family's honor at Harvard. So she said, I'm Nepo Nepo down. She said 2006, she, though, that's... You can Google. You can find that out. You know, like, uh, you can find that out. I'm, I'm constantly surprised by scammers in modern times who perpetuate these kind of scams because they seem very easy to poke holes in via the internet. Right, but I think it's like the charisma and the personality yeah. Oh, yeah. because... That is going to carry you because then the person is not like distrusting. They're like, why would she sure. lie? So I'm not even yep. going to look it up. So that's you have yep. to find a mark who's going to trust you, whatever you oh, say. Oh, no. It's like we're really in the era of the scammer as actor. Yes. Like, like it's They're not performers. just, oh, I built a good scam. It is, oh, I'm now I have to perform it. And that's really good. That's like pretty impressive. They're great performers for sure. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of a lot of scammers. A part of it. Um, we get our book of lies, and then we go to set. Oh, yeah. We oh, our, we're, our, our business is predicated entirely on scams. Yeah, it's what keeps it running. You should do a whole season of this show that's just about the scams <laughs> of the AMPTP <laughs> and Hollywood. It would never end. It would never <laughs> fucking right. end. They are creative. So... Um, she also said that she went to a London finish, or excuse me, a London finishing school, and had been enrolled at the LA Prep School Buckley, which is like a really nice, expensive school. So, okay. however, she had grown bored with her rich preppy friends, which is why oh, she boy. had arranged to meet Melly. She said, "I'm so tired of the riches. I need to meet some poor's girl. Let's be friends." <laughs> Not the negging. <laughs> I need to meet some poor's. She's like, "You have a plastic credit card, don't you?" Yeah, oh, let's hang out. Let's hang out. I, I bet you fall for phishing emails. <laughs> let's hang. <laughs> yes. So they became fast friends, and Lisette spent months with Melly, growing their friendship, often in complete seclusion. So she's isolated this person. Do you become uh, uh, like an expert on not obviously not this story in particular, but on these kind of characters, these people? Because one of the things that I would be curious about in a scammer kind of situation like this. Does this woman, Lizette, is that her mm -hmm. name? The scammer. Is there a um, a scam check, a small stakes scam that she pulls first on someone to see if they are susceptible to larger scale scamming? Yeah. You know, because 
you can't just throw out your big scams and see who bites, I suspect. You probably have to do a couple of little scams to see who is susceptible to not calling you on it, not being suspicious, not like there's got to be a bunch of like intro scams. You're and right I'm on curious, the money. Like, we call that right, give it, a little to get a lot. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I call it. Give a little to get a lot. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you get them comfortable because you gave them a little and then you're you're coming for their things, though. Like you're going to get yeah. a lot. So the down to earth persona that Lisette like gave to Melly in their private hangouts like made her comfortable, obviously. So Lisette presented as a contemptuous goddess primed for worship in public. But then with her real friend, she was like a real girl who understands plastic cars. So Lizette flaunted her wealth. This might be the give a little right now, Jason. You you might be yeah. right on it. She flaunted her wealth. She drove expensive cars and claimed that she was an in-demand recording artist with a number of singles in Asian countries. Now, I love that because it's like, how are you going to see the single? Exactly. If, if you're not putting exactly. it on eBay, Jason, how are we going to see the single? No, that's I, I get it. I mean, she's a genius. I think this is very smart. So she's also known for... Especially Japan. in 2006. Right. You know, in 2006, that is still very hard to be like, okay, well, yeah, maybe this person is like a a pop star in another country. She looked maybe like that's a pop real. star. She was yeah. like, I do. I'm big in Tokyo. Don't worry. Don't call them. Don't worry about it. But I'm very big over there. <laughs> don't call. Don't call. Don't call Tokyo. <laughs> and ask. Don't ask Tokyo, but I'm very big over there. She was also known for demanding subservience and had no problem collecting an army of men to trail after her. In addition to her celebrity sommelier boyfriend, Christian Navarro. So he was also, I love that he's a sommelier. And he was like, they're not going to know unless I hold some wine in the photo. Yeah. How <laughs> they going to know? Yeah. Oh, boy. He's like, it's got legs. And so do you, Lisette. <laughs> I hope that's how you tannins. 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 I want those tannins on my tongue. Oh, I, I, I want I want more tannins or less tannins. I'm not sure, but I know tannins are part of it. Right, mouth feel. Oh yeah, great mouth Oaky. feel. Oak, oaky, mm. Mm. smoke, dry, dry, dry. Ooh, ooh, crisp. Oh, crisp is a good one. Ooh, that's oh, I, you I, say I heard apple, a good one. and people are like crisp, ooh, minerally. Ooh. <laughs> Yes. Uh, don't give me some some uh, skin contact. Ooh. Ooh. We're talking. We're talking wine. So though she and Melly were close, uh, Lisette and Melly, um, with her buying. Oh, okay. I love that, that, that this podcast stopped down just for wine chat. <laughs> we have like to. it's a, an episode of of Grand Crew. <laughs> yes. And uh, shout out to Phil Jackson. Can- canceled too school. Can- canceled too soon. Rather too school. You uh, try to get picked up by the aliens. Uh, to school. Uh, Cancel too soon. Great show. Great, Great show. show. So funny. Um, so Melly and her were close, and Lisette even bought her a three carat diamond ring. She often <laughs> used to make her boyfriends wow. jealous or <laughs> fulfill another task. What? Okay. So these are two separate things. She bought her homegirl a three-carat diamond ring, which is like not a homegirl gift, but okay. And then she also often used to make her boyfriend jealous or fulfill another task. Okay, all right. So Lizette had such a powerful personality that no one initially noticed the inconsistencies in her stories. Even Melly loved her too much to look closely. Like you were saying, Jason, like an easy Google, we could have been out of here. Yeah, yeah. But she wasn't doing it. So people that she claimed she went to private school with did not remember her as a classmate. Yeah. Wow. They're like, who? 
she doesn't even go here. What are you talking about? Though she was 25, she told most people, including her boyfriend, that she was 21. And it wasn't until three oh, years wow. later that she started saying she was 22. So she waited three years to say that she What's was one year older. To, yeah, is to be that young and still saying, I was part of this uh, class or this school. or like To be like, oh no, I went here in recent memory is very strange. It's you know, it's audacious. it's not like 15 years ago. It's like, oh no, I went to this school 6 years or 5 years ago or whatever. She's a wild girl. And she also uh. frequently changed her name, which is a mark of a scammer. As a child growing up in Beverly Hills, she called herself Diana Lee after Princess Diana. She later rebranded as Chantel Lee, and later she was Lee Locasio. Okay. So, and then she was Lisette Lacasio, and then she was huh. Lisette Le Morita. Just wow. all over the place. How do you remember that? If you change your name that much, if someone calls out your name, they're like, Diana, you like... Oh, yeah. Who that? Oh, oh me, yeah. me. Yeah, what's me? up? Oh, that's me. I'm right. Sorry, sorry. That's me. Yeah, of course. What's up? You know, <laughs> you've got to really... I'm sure scammers have, like, a, a whole philosophy of choose a name that is a name you either recognize or a name that you will remember is you. Or I, I wonder if there is like, I wonder if there's a masterclass for scammers. I think I we're doing it master, right now. <laughs> I think, no, I mean like the masterclass, the, um, the, the people that advertise on podcasts where it's like, you can learn about film from Martin Scorsese or jokes from Steve Martin or being a scammer. No, I know, know what you meant. I'm just saying that oh, each okay. week I'm, I'm trying to help them get better. I guess that's I it. Why. You're it. I don't You're know why. But, 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 have you, oh, so let me ask you this. Have you on this show, forgive me if you haven't, I just don't know, had any of these kind of scam perpetuators? What do you mean? Have you ever had like a Lizette on your show? Oh, like you know of someone, someone who is the, someone who is the scammer, who is a, um, you know, who, or who, who is the, focus of one of these stories or something like that i haven't had someone who is the scammer although i am uh i'm i'm kind of thinking about having chad focus on who's a scammer who is in my dms he's cool as hell and like oh, okay i don't know who that is okay. oh because yeah, oh, he by the no, way we can no, cut no, all no, this no. out if it's, it. he, if it's about future stuff no, or something you no, don't no, want to no, reveal no. um we we reveal everything here so i'm thinking about having him on because he's so fun but basically he did like some credit card fraud to promote his music and then i played his music and i was like i don't know it's kind of good i think we let yeah i think we let chad live and he was like thanks for playing my music like he's cool as hell so i i kind of do want to talk to him more and i i did have I wouldn't call them a scammer, but if you've heard of Telemarketers, the documentary, yeah, uh, I, I, have, I yeah. just interviewed Sam Lippman Stern sure. yesterday, so that's going to be yeah. our first like boom. Yeah, great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. it was amazing. It was really thrilling. So I do like talking because, to the people. I was actually very well, nervous about it, but it was amazing. Yeah, because I was going to say like we live in such a uh, golden age, seemingly of scams. Yeah, you know, like and 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 personality driven scammers. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? So I was I was like, oh, I wonder if that if the, if if you get an Anna Delvey on this show. Or, I want uh, Anna bad. And I heard she got yeah. a podcast and I was like, Anna, I love oh, her. Funny. I love yeah. I stand Anna. Like I I would do that in a heartbeat. Actually, we, we've been after her. So <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all get in Anna's comments and tell her she needs to come out here. Because that's her. I would love to know the inner work. Like how because here's the thing. I would love to know how much of what they're doing is yes anding 
It is. How much of what they're doing is just yes-anding the circumstances they find themselves in. These are some of the best improvisers working in the oh, business, Oh, hell yeah. I think, they're on I'm their feet, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do the, the tag runs. are high. The stakes are high. They're not going to just be like, get bad notes after the show from... Um, from somebody at the UCB. <laughs> you know, it's like, like... I love that you were six. stifling that name, and I there's a few that come to mind <laughs> who would drag my ass, okay? You get off that stage and get drugged by your hair. Um, <laughs> but even for funny shit, they'd be like, that wasn't on game. That wasn't, you know, it was bitch. too easy. You took it too easy. You took the easy road. Right, why gotta be hard? You know what we're doing here. That's an easy joke that you can't replicate. Oh, they would get on my ass. I, I would, some of them made me so much better. I'll never forget Terry Withers. Like I was doing stand up and I had come into doing improv, and he, I did a joke in a scene that definitely was a joke in my act, and he was like, "Oh yeah, where did that come from?" He was sure. like, "You're supposed to be using the material that you have to make jokes." Like he was like, "That was yeah. hack," and I was like, "Terry, oh my god!" But uh, he was right. Oh, he got in my yeah. ass. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I love Terry. I, I thank you for it. You made me so much better. Um, so, Lissette's career is a gangster. We're getting into our gangster shit now. So, it started when she began sleeping with David Garrett, a 27-year-old drug dealer from Culver City. Makes sense to me. So, as an attempt to impress her... <laughs> Why? Because he's from Culver yes. City? <laughs> he's just out slinging drugs at the Sony lot. <laughs> Listen, there. I'm sure there are buyers. At the Sony lot, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm certain you're right. So David told Lizette that he had a supplier who could provide him with tons of pot. And he knew buyers in Ohio. David could buy weed for $500 a pound in Arizona and sell it in Ohio for $1,000 a pound. He just needed a way to transport, transport such amount of weed from state to state. So Lizette's luxury lifestyle provided a solution. They could fly via private jet and move enough weed to cover the $50,000 chartering fee. Together, Dave and Lissette began their operation. Dave in charge of buying and selling the weed. Lissette in charge of hiring the staff and booking the flights. We got, you know, two phones. One for the plug, one for the load. Yes. By the way, I'm in, now I'm invested in them both romantically and as, like, business partners. I love it. I love it. Like, scammers falling in love and perpetuating an even bigger scam. Scam? That's great. The, the idea that, like, we scammed small stakes alone, but together... We can scam big. That's building. That's that's the kind of relationship building. That's true love. I love I, it. I can only assume this story is going to end with a uh, happy ending. So please <laughs> continue on. So the first person she went to was Melly. And she this is her homegirl. Remember that one that's like in mm-hmm. love with her. She says. Three carrot. Three carrot. Three carrot. Three carrot. So she says to Melly. In quotes, I know I've been pretty much an abusive friend and taken you for granted. I want to change that. An opportunity has come up. I'm going to be able to hire you. So, girl, I know I've been a bad friend, but what about getting wow. into a legal enterprise? A <laughs> yeah. Because that's wow. good friendship. I bring you into my crimes. Yeah. You know, you going to jail with me, boo. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Mel. Mel's down bad. So yeah. Melly was hired as Lisette's personal assistant, a role with vague responsibilities, but it paid $1,500 a trip. So look at her. She's everybody so happy. Loves the, everybody loves We're looking at a picture of someone, tiny dog on a private jet. Everybody loves to be on a private jet. With some wine. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, yeah, Wait, have you ever flown private? No, never. I haven't either. It, it is something I want to do. I know it's bad yeah. for the environment, 
But as a black person, I've suffered enough. So my reparations listen, will be me flying to in and out in a private jet. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I've never been more hassled than every single time I've tried to get on an airplane. So um, I, I understand. Right. Is, this is our is time. no good. Y'all recycle. So the idea, I'm using... Yeah, the idea, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm using reusable straws. So that's my part. And now I'm yeah. getting a private and jet. So now you'll fly private. Yeah. yeah. I, the the part of flying private that sounds good is honestly just not having to do TSA or go and deal with the traffic at LAX, which is right. in and of itself absolutely miserable. So, but otherwise, who cares? You yeah, know. like it's like I'm I'm at the airport. Why are you touching my titties looking for bombs? What's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah, I had a guy once patting me down, touching my groin with the back of his hands. <laughs> I love that they and think that's he more was, appropriate. The back of the so hand. He was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable that he went Hey, these are nice jeans. Oh, no. Where, where are these jeans from? And I was like, really? Is that what we're doing? Bro, you are touching my dick. <laughs> but it's in some nice jeans. Now, where are the jeans yeah, yeah. from? So go on. Get, get yourself over to double RL. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that is very appealing. So by November 2009, Lissette and David's scheme was in full swing, okay? Lissette is wiring hundreds of dollars in charter plane investment, or excuse me, in plane payments. Hundreds of dollars for the plane? I feel like it should be thousands, but okay. So Melly and Lissette also recruited two bodyguards. Uh, uh, one was a former doorman turned driver turned lover, Okay. So they all joined the posse. So now she's got a big ass gang. They would roll up to the tarmac. But she's fucking everybody too. <laughs> Maybe a former lover. They were like, remember how got good? Because isn't isn't like her other? Isn't her boyfriend the other? Her partner in it too? So yeah, but listen, I'm, I'm, people don't leave. Hey, listen, listen, she calls up her ex it, like, hey, boo. I'm just saying. It seems like a a recipe for disaster to be sleeping with multiple people in the crew. Yeah, I think I'm I'm thinking former lover but it does say driver yeah. turned lover. So we don't know when the loving oh. happened. Oh boy. We don't I love know. This. this is romantic. Right? It's hot. This is steamy. 50 shades of of Lisette. <laughs> so together they roll up on the tarmac followed by dozens of suitcases of wardrobe in quotes in oversized Chanel sunglasses and a fur coat. Lisette was pulling up with all the wardrobe bags which obviously is weed and she would carry her chihuahua barking orders at everyone in a perfect caricature of a fashion diva so nobody's even looking her way that she's like moving weight because she just looks like a entitled rich woman yelling at everyone oh yeah that's how to get away with it right they're not looking at you they're not they're like this place smells funny don't worry that's about why, that that's why you know what's really smart is um is all the drug traffic in the united states is now being funneled mostly through karen's <laughs> so they're threatening to call the manager so you're like well she yep. wants to call the manager so she must she not call be the manager, so doing she must be okay yeah and meanwhile if you look in the background like people are just unloading like garbage cans full of drugs out of her minivan yep or the the liquid cocaine <laughs> that they put at the bottom of the suitcase and then they try to fly uh, with it what are we watching to catch a smuggler uh, on that geo yes i love it <laughs> I've, I've watched uh, so many episodes it's so, so many I love when they swab it and it comes out blue. I'm like, damn. Uh, I've been wanting uh, to get and, away with and, it. Or when, or when the person who is, who, who for sure knows that there's drugs in their suitcase is calm, cool, and collected. And the person they're traveling with has no idea and is losing their mind. And I uh, feel bad for the person who has no of idea. Course, but, of course. But yeah, they're always. They were told, they were told we're going on vacation. Oh, and by the way, your suitcase is made of <laughs> Of of formula formed hard cocaine. Don't worry about your all that. Su- 
Your suitcase's crusty body is made of cocaine. And I feel like they should give us more time with just the people talking to each other because they have them yeah. chained to the chairs. It's like, I thought we were going to Costa Bell and now I'm chained yeah. to a chair at the airport. Uh, uh, I feel like here's a new show. Ready? Here's yeah. a new show. So you take those two people and you put them off to the side. So To Catch a Smuggler still going on. But those two people are now also filming a second show where they sit with, like, Dr. Drew and do couples counseling in the customs office. Yeah. It's customs counseling. It's called customs counseling. And it's for couples. Couples cu- cu- couples customs counseling. It's the three C's. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't want to talk more about it because I'm working on it with Nat Geo. That's so funny that you knew the show. I didn't even say the name. You were like, Smugglers on Nat Geo? I was like, Oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. To Catch a Smuggler. Absolutely. That is one of my... Um, Nat Geo is one because I don't know. I'm I still have television. I still have I do too. cable. So and nothing makes me happier than just flipping through channels. Like that's from my childhood until now. Just wasting time flipping through channels and to catch a smuggler when I catch it in the middle, which is always because it's literally always on. Yes. I will just watch. I watch it in like 15 to 20 minute segments constantly. I love it. I've like done marathons. It's just so oh, yeah. good. You can always tell when they know they're caught. And I love oh. the people who are like, nah, nah, uh, this man gave me this suitcase and he just said, I love when they have the Mexican blankets or they have yeah. like, there's very typical oh. ones that they always have. Or, or when they show you, like I was watching one the other day where they were like, um, what, it's like one of the segments where it's not where they've caught someone, but you're with the customs officials because they need they're showing you something interesting. Right. And the thing they were showing in this instance was all of the fruit and all the produce and um and and that had just come in in one day. And it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of tomatoes and mangoes and garlic and all this stuff that they just are incinerating. And it's the volume of it. I was like, who is bringing in six dozen, you know, uh, bags of tomatoes? And why? How? What is this and how? You know, I want to know. Did you see the episode with a lady who was fighting about seeds? No. Oh, there was one where they took her seeds from her and the seeds weren't illegal, but she wanted the seeds. And they were like, no, you can't have these seeds in this country. And like she was she was cussing everybody out over these seeds. Like it was so funny. I was like, let this woman have her garden. Please let her. It's not that deep. Give the lady the seeds. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, such a thrilling show. So, um, though the plane cabin filled with overwhelming smell of weed, because <laughs> they bring in so much weed on the plane, Lisette never discussed her bag's contents with her lackey. She, so she didn't even tell the people on the plane, like smugglers, she didn't tell them what was in the bags. They were like, oh, these smell funny. She was like, that's just... But they could smell it? That's incredible. That's my weed yeah. perfume. You're poor. You don't know about that. Can, we can obey? You don't know about Canada Bay by <laughs> Chanel? And this is also this is also 2006. Yes. 2006, there is no legal marijuana no. in any state yet. There's nothing. It, uh, weed is deeply illegal at this point. Yes. Flying with it, insane choice. All of it, crazy. And I love it because fuck that. Like, it should be we, it should be legal in every single state. And we need to free oh, yeah. all the people and give them money for the time yeah. that they spent in prison. Because I was locking brown doing? people up for weed. And now you got weed vending machines. I'll fight you. Like... What are we doing? We've classified this drug incorrectly and have punished people as a result in a way that is... Because they want to 
right. detrimental. They wanted to put yeah. us in prison. So they, they, yeah, yeah, but it's like everybody was smoking weed. Please be serious. And so for real. The best is the picture. I think Freddie Gibbs, the rapper Freddie Gibbs, mm-hmm. Gibbs put up a picture of, you know how sometimes if you check a bag, they'll you'll open your bag and you'll there'll be a little note mm-hmm. that said, hey, we went through your PSA shit. went through your bag or whatever, just so you know. Yes. And it was one of those next to like all of his weed that he'd brought, which was an enormous amount of weed. And I think the person on the little card had written something like, this is, I don't know, I, this is years ago, so I'm trying to remember it. I think he'd written, come on, bro, or, <laughs> or, or, or be cool, or something that was like, come on, man, you, this is a little too much. Damn, you know? Freddie. Like, be, cool, be cool. You need this much weed. We saw your return flight <laughs> is on Tuesday. You're only here for three days. <laughs> You brought a marijuana factory? Be serious. But we're going to let you go. We're going to let you go, Freddie. Yeah. We're big fans. Big fans. Big fans, Freddie. So she told her lackeys, if anyone asks, we're shooting a music video, despite carrying no film equipment. She also assigned everyone James Bond-like code numbers, with hers being 007. One trip turned into several, but as the scheme went on, Lissette's behavior became increasingly aggressive. She'd drink half bottles of gin during the flight, I'm so sorry, Lacey. Mm-hmm. You gotta go. Do you mind if I interrupt you? No. I just looked it up. And the, what the guy wrote on Freddie Gibbs's ticket. <laughs> oh my God, what is it? Was, come on, son. <laughs> C, C apostrophe M O N, which I love. Come on. Come on, son. That's black like, love. And it's just so much weed surrounding it. It's like, come Very on, funny. son. For real. Come on, son. Come on, my like, guy. What, come on. <laughs> This is too, this is, you're making my job hard. But I also love that this person was down for Freddie enough to be like, yes. I'm not gonna bust you, yes. but like, damn, but chill like, out. Come on, be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. Shout out to that TSA man. He was like, I'm yeah. gonna give you a warning because if anybody else opened the suitcase, they would have, your ass would have been going in to jail. jail. Like, this is crazy. It's a crazy, it is a comedy amount of weed for a suitcase. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Looking out for each other. He was like, now don't do this again because they're going to get your ass. Okay. So we're wrapping this up. So Lisette has really leaned into being a crime boss. She's not, everybody told her, come on, son. And she said, I'm going to keep coming. Okay. We're going to keep going. And she's drinking half a bottle of gin during the flight. She's firing employees just so they would beg for their jobs back and slinging threats at anyone who slightly (laughs) pissed her off. Wait, okay, I got to go back to this TSA note because it really is very funny. Isn't that funny? They laid out the weed and then just, come on, son. (laughs) I love that. That makes me laugh. I love a little note that's just like, be serious. (laughs) We need more of that, okay? Less arresting and more, come on, son. Yeah. More just come on, be cool. Don't make come on. You do I wanna let much. I wanna let this slide, but you're really pushing it. Right. Here. It's like next time don't do this much. That's what we need. <laughs> That's the kind of justice I want, okay? So listen is off the handle. She's firing people, she's acting crazy and erratic, and then just like on a power trip. Around the eleventh uh trip that they took in April of twenty ten, David broke up with Lisette professionally and romantically. He said, I'm sick of your shit. So sorry, Jason, the relationship did not work <laughs> out. Um he was sick of her shit. I'm so I'm sad for them. I I believed in those kids. I did too. 
So with Davis' departure, Lissette found a new boyfriend and assistant to join them. 32-year-old jet broker Christopher Cash. That's a good name. Christopher Cash. You got to do crime with oh, that yeah. name. Get that cash, Christopher. So around the same time, <laughs> Melly realized Lissette wasn't everything that she seemed to be. Lissette had recently received two paintings she said to be painted by a family friend in Paris and gifted by her and gifted to her by her mother. But a week later, Melly saw the same paintings on sale at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, wow. Damn. Not the oh, wow. not the Beyond catching you, Lisette. Oh. I didn't know Beyond meant paintings. I know it means... I was going to say, I don't know that I ever knew they sold paintings at Bed Bath & Beyond. Didn't they just shut down? Aren't they? They did. They go into the I great that, Beyond. I believe that's... Yes, I, yeah. I believe they are. Yes. They are now just Beyond. <laughs> They let go of the bed of the bath and they're just beyond. Yep. Just beyond, beyond. reach. Because uh, the clothes. Damn, I wish I had gone and picked over the carcass because um, I like to do that. Like, I know you like to go to like record oh, yeah. stores and bookstores. I remember there was For some sure. Sears closing down in Savannah, Georgia, and I went in there and I got some gold chains. Like, I really. <laughs> I was... Oh, uh, uh, that's the kind of like, uh, I love that kind of stuff. A business that's going to. I once went to an auction in New York when I lived in New York. There was an auction for the entire contents of an enormous hotel. Oh, wow. Everything in the kitchen, every room's content, everything in a like a 30-story hotel was being sold at auction. Damn, so you got one of those lamps that got a charger on it? I got a charger lamp. No, I didn't <laughs> get a charger. This was 25 years ago, probably. This is it. Actually, this is in the era where I was selling uh, boot like or those CDs. This is in that like early 2000s era. Your entrepreneurial era where you were, you yes. were selling things. So, of course, you Trying went to the to hotel just... auction. <laughs> Put it on of eBay. Course. Yes, put it on eBay or sell it at my yard. We used to have like stoop sales um, because we would buy stuff all year at at yard sales and estate sales all over. We would just get stuff at and then have a we would have a big end of the summer stoop sale and make a lot of money. I love you. Listen, Jason, you know how to make a coin. okay? we were. uh, Listen, this was early days, New York City. It was expensive. I wanted to do comedy. I didn't want to have to like do shitty temp work and bullshit, you know, day jobs as much as possible. So I was trying to find any way I could to make that money. A serial entrepreneur. We love that for you. So wrapping this up, um, Melly figured out those paintings were fraudulent. And so she was trying to leave. Um, and this is a quote that um, Melly said was spoken to her by Lisette when she was trying to leave because Lisette basically bullied her into staying. Lisette said, I went out on a limb to hire you. If you fuck this up, then good luck to you in life. What's that mean? <laughs> Are you going to kill her? What's, what's that mean? <laughs> good luck to you in life. What does that mean? Yeah. So get it caught. June 14, 2010, Lissette's private plane departed Van Nuys for Columbus with its four passengers, Lee, the personal assistant, in quotes, Melly, boyfriend Christopher, and her bodyguard. At the same time, the DEA was receiving a call regarding a highly suspicious flight. Somebody done snitched. They, they, they gave, they gave Lissette many come-on sons, and she just... <laughs> She wouldn't. She wouldn't. So somebody done, Come on, son. Somebody done called the feds. They're like, come on, stop trafficking. For real. Like, damn. <laughs> you gonna keep going? All right. But we gotta call the DA now. Shit. So the DA got that ring, ring, ring. Was like, pull up. So it turns out that Lissette had given the same suspicious stories to the same pilots more than once. And combined oh, with the unusual amount of and weight of her bags, the DEA was suspicious. When they landed in Columbus, agents were waiting. And it wasn't long after that Lissette was in handcuffs crying. And this is what she said. But what will I wear in jail? 
Oh wow. Yes, well, sir. I mean, I think they decide. A bad bitch. I think I think I think that's one of the things that everybody knows. What you wear in jail. Yeah. Let 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 the girls That should she should have so many other questions first no. than what would I what will I wear in jail? No. She's like my fashions. <laughs> She was like, I, orange don't go with my skin tone. What we, no. <laughs> I'm a spring. Right. I'm a winter. Oh. I can't I can't do orange. I'm a winter. Listen, I love this. So <laughs> this is your last words, famous last words. So in addition to the 500 pounds of marijuana in suitcases, agents found Lisette's crocodile purse, three cell phones, $6,500 in cash, and a baggie of cocaine and a drug ledger. So at least she was, she was really keeping it organized. Oh, wow. The baggie of cocaine explains her cussing everybody out, and uh, that's cocaine behavior. <laughs> like, seems like it. When yeah. you fire people just so they beg for their job back, it seems like cocaine behavior, okay? Yeah, yeah. So the real Lisette, wrapping this up, um, who was supposedly a Samsung heiress, was actually born out of wedlock in Seoul in 1981 with the name Ji Yoon Lee. Her mother, why you gotta say wedlock like that? Like, damn. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I was born out of wedlock. What y'all trying to say? <laughs> I'd like, I need to start saying that I was born in wedlock. <laughs> they were locked up when I was born. Yeah. I was born in wedlock. Um, yeah, like I just feel like that's a detail. Like, why y'all trying to be shady? Yeah. There? Like, why do we? Why do we have to tell people when people are born to a single parent, but we don't make any effort to tell people when people were born into a two parent? Husband? Yeah, what's that about? Phil's classes. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Wedlock, exactly. baby, stand up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we out here. <laughs> we don't know where our parents are. We out here. No, I live with my parents. I know where they are. But <laughs> listen. Okay, this this called a blended family, bitch. Like, fuck you, me with like, ugh. I don't like that. I caught a stray. I didn't like that. <laughs> Why am I in it? So her mother, Corinne Lee, was allegedly the daughter of the late Samsung founder, uh, but her father was a Japanese casino businessman. Like all of that, like I guess is not. R- I'm confused because it says like, is it somewhat true? It says is that allegedly. What, what- Okay, okay. So so maybe that was part of the scam, was she was building off of some... There is usually, like, two, a couple of kernels of reality. to something, yeah. you know, so that they can build off of that. So because of her father's nationality, it was forbidden for him to marry Lisette's mother, meaning Lisette could never associate with the Samsung Lees. So she was a Samsung Lee, and they weren't trying to let yeah. her get one of them green techs. Yeah, yeah. That's mean. <laughs> So Lisette was ultimately adopted by her father's friend with a six-degree black belt like martial artist known as Master Lee. Okay, Master Lee. So Master wow. Lee and his wife took Lisette to the U.S. where they enrolled her in pricey private schools. So she wasn't lying about that. She went to expensive public schools. And later, a homeschooling program. Meanwhile, Lisette's parents stayed in the picture, funding a lavish lifestyle. According to her father, he sent cash payments as much as $100,000 a month. So she was actually what? living that life. So why did she start running weed? So yeah, what well, I'm so confused. This is interesting. A day before she was finally caught, a Samsung press release was found in her home describing the announcing of a VIP-only event starring third-generation heiress Miss Lisette Lee Morita. So I guessing that wasn't real. In June 2011, Lisette pleaded guilty <sighs> before a Columbia judge or Columbus judge, excuse me, and then. That Samsung, I'm sorry, and then it pleaded guilty. Yeah, I mean they caught That's her. Wild. They caught her with. They lots really of did, weed. but it. They really did. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like you, you uh, maybe it's just because I watched too much of The Good Wife. But um, 
it, it feels like people that are that wealthy, if he, she is in fact that wealthy, would have a way to kind of get around this. But I guess not. Right. Like, you ain't got nobody in the Android community who could pull up and fight for you? Like, what's going on? Exactly. You can't you can't type it out on your Samsung Galaxy <laughs> and get someone down here? Immediately. You don't got no bat signal. What's going on? So she pled guilty. Maybe she wanted a lighter sentence. Um, and it was then that Samsung made claims that she was never a member of the Samsung family and that the press release, along with her Lisette Morita ID, had been forgeries. She was sentenced to six years in prison for trafficking over 7,000 pounds of weed over the course of eight months, equating to roughly $3 million in product because it was illegal at the wow. time. Wow. And Malia was sentenced to a month in prison with a year of house arrest. Now, Malia didn't even know it was in the bag. Or Melly, excuse me. Melly didn't even know it was in the bags. Why Melly in it? Oh, Melly looking cute with her house arrest bracelet on. Oh, she's just such a cute picture, like a a mirror selfie, I guess, came up of this woman who uh, you're talking about has been sentenced to prison, blah, blah, blah. And it's only, I'm like, oh, cute picture. And then I noticed she has an ankle bracelet, like a home uh, 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 arrest, house arrest uh, ankle bracelet. And listen, maybe this is a dig at Lisette. She's like, Lisette was like, what will I wear to prison? She was like, I can wear whatever I want in house prison. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Listen, little little did we all know that in a matter of years, we would all be in our own house prisons for years right. uh, while the pandemic raged. Exactly. The lovely house prisons. So that brings us to the end of Lisette's story. Oh my goodness, Jason, you've been amazing. We always ask at the end of the podcast, where would you like to be found? You don't have any social media. So, I don't. But where can but they listen can, to uh, you? <laughs> yeah, listen. you can listen to me on the, as you mentioned at the beginning, the How Did This Get Made podcast. Right here on the good old Earwolf Network. It's me, it's Paul Shear, it's June Diane Raphael, and we talk about bad movies. It's very funny. It's very we're good. touring. So if we're if you're out there in the in the world, check look at our website, see if we're coming to a city near you. We'd love to see you. Otherwise, I do nothing and I promote nothing. Because we're on strike. On strike. Yes. Also, like, y'all should go to the How to Get Made tour because it's serious. Like, that's like a stadium. They're like lit over it's there. It's fun. Yes. It's fun. And rowdy. People come, like, it's it's all, like, parents' night out. Yes. And they are ready to rock. They got a babysitter. They're going ready. nuts. They did. <laughs> yeah, they got a babysitter, and they're ready to, they're, they're white wine drunk, and they're going <laughs> nuts. They've had six white claws, and they're here for a time. For real. <laughs> you are not kidding. It's it's very fun. So, yeah, if y'all pull up, I'm telling you, it's the time. And as always, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-C on all platforms if you want to see these photos. And if you want to see Come On Son from the TSA Man, Scam got his pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, congregation, y'all get out there and y'all stay listening. Be nice, though. <laughs> Scam got his. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scheming. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.